Welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, January 24th, and we have completed week three of 2022. As a reminder, every month we release a report that gives you insight into the state of the travel industry. This report is not an opinion piece, but is based only on the facts through numbers released by the Airline Reporting Corporation. We look at their data and we provide the analysis to you in a simple and easy to understand manner. You can access this report free of charge by visiting businesstravel360.com slash report. Now, let's get to our headlines. After a letter signed by 10 airline chief executives was sent to government officials and heads of AT&T and Verizon, both companies have decided to push back their 5G spectrum expansion. The leaders of the 10 U.S.-based airlines will get a reprieve on the proposed 5G spectrum expansion after sending an 11th-hour letter to government officials and heads of both AT&T and Verizon. New York Times reports that AT&T Verizon agreed to pushing back their activation of the new 5G spectrum space near more airports after the airlines threatened up to 100,000 passengers could be adversely affected every day by the C-band expansion. Airlines say C-band 5G would affect airline safety, leading to domestic and international cancellations. The letter was organized by aviation consortia Airlines for America, which has been leading the fight against the C-band 5G expansion. The 10 airline executives send their list of complaints to the heads of the Transportation Department, the Federal Communications Commission, the Federal Aviation Administration, and the Director for the White House National Economic Council. Major international airlines have resumed normal service after a slew of cancellations this week over fears of the rollout of 5G mobile networks in the United States. British Airways, Lufthansa, All Nippon Airways, Japan Airlines, and Emirates all announced cancellations or changes to flights to the United States, but confirmed that no further cancellations were expected and that services will be returning to normal. Japan Airlines said in a statement that it had received confirmation from the FAA that there is no longer a problem with the operation of the Boeing 777 and that it would resume service to the U.S. mainland as usual. German airline Lufthansa said that it will operate normally according to the schedule that had previously planned aircraft types for their flights to the U.S., Emirates, which has suspended flights into nine U.S. airports, said in a statement that services will resume on Friday. The airlines said that the FAA's notification would enable it to safely restore full scheduled operations to all of its U.S. destinations. Crystal Cruises suspended operations for its ocean and expedition ships through April 29th and its river ships through the end of May. The decision comes after its parent company, Genting Hong Kong, said that it would be out of cash by the end of the month and move to wind down its operations. Crystal said suspending operations will give its management team an opportunity to evaluate the current state of the business and examine various options moving forward. This was an extremely difficult decision, but a prudent one given the current business environment and recent developments in our parent company, according to Crystal Cruises president Jack Anderson. Crystal said that its passengers and their travel advisors are being notified and that Crystal will provide a full refund of the cruise fare paid, which will be processed automatically to the original form of payment. With improved performance as 2021 progressed, the U.S. hotel industry reported total year revenue per available room, REVPAR, that was 83% of the pre-pandemic level comparable, according to the latest data from STR. Occupancy was at 57.6%. Average daily rate at $124, revenue per available room 
at $71.87. In addition to 2020, U.S. hotel occupancy failed to reach 60% for just the second time since 2011. On a nominal basis, 2021 ADR was the fourth highest on record. The country's RevPAR level was its second lowest in eight years, behind only 2020. Among the top 25 markets, Tampa reported the highest occupancy level at 68%, which was still down 5% from the market's 2019 benchmark. None of the top 25 markets experienced an occupancy increase over 2019. An Expedia report based on a study of 5,500 adults and proprietary data said 81% of those surveyed plan to take at least one vacation in the next six months. Most, 78%, are interested in taking frequent, short trips. Additionally, 56% of those surveyed would often work remotely, plan to take a combination of business and leisure trips. While many want to spend more on vacation too, 54% plan to spend more than they did pre-pandemic. Some are taking into account the current travel landscape with 43% of respondents planning to add extra time to minimize the impact of things like long lines and missed flights. Finally, President Joe Biden's administration will start shipping 400 million free non-surgical N95 face masks to distribution sites nationwide this week as an effort to fight the surging COVID-19 variant. Americans will be able to pick up their masks at one of tens of thousands of pharmacies, thousands of community centers, and other locations across the country beginning late next week, according to the White House. The move comes at a rise up of the Omicron virus that has overwhelmed hospitals across the country, leading to mounting criticism over Biden's ability to contain the pandemic. Recent polls have found that more Americans disapprove of the president's handling of the pandemic than approve, undercutting a one-time strength for Biden. Now in news related to changes in travel due to the pandemic. Spain is changing its definition of fully vaccinated for inbound U.S. travelers. Starting February 1st, all U.S. travelers to Spain will have to prove that they are fully vaccinated with an approved vaccine with the last dose taken within the last 14 days from their date of departure. And that's not all. Spain will also require that if the traveler's final dose is more than 270 days from their departure date, they will also require a proof of a booster shot, which has to be taken within 14 days from their date of departure. Accepted vaccines will continue to include Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, Sinovac, and Sinopharm. Travelers will still be required to fill out Spain's health control form. Cayman Islands government is easing travel restrictions for families and children traveling to the Cayman Islands. After a collaborative assessment of our COVID-19 response, we will officially be moving into a coordinated phase five of our COVID-19 response, according to the Cayman Premier. We're quite satisfied that this is the right move to amend this policy. The government announced in a press release that all children, whether they're residents or visitors arriving into the Cayman Islands, will be able to take on the vaccinated status of the adult they're traveling with. Ultimately, that means that no vaccinated adult or child aged up to 11 years old who is traveling with them will need to quarantine. Twenty twenty two will be filled with news of mergers and new partnerships. Virgin Atlantic has announced a co-chair agreement with LATAM Airlines, including transatlantic flights between London and Brazil. The deal means LATAM's flights from Heathrow to Sao Paulo can be booked through Virgin Atlantic alongside connecting flights to 12 airports in Brazil. LATAM passengers traveling to Heathrow can also connect on to Virgin's flights through Terminal 3, including eastbound destinations such as Tel Aviv, Hong Kong, and Delhi. 
According to the chief commercial officer at Virgin Atlantic, he said, as we recover from the pandemic, partnerships are more important than ever, and we look forward to building an incredibly successful interline relationship that we've had in place for a number of years. We're also looking to see opportunities beyond Brazil and look forward to expanding our partnership that will serve destinations throughout South America, including Peru and Colombia. Abu Dhabi-based airline Etihad Airways is teaming up with travel management giant CWT for a new carbon-offsetting partnership. The agreement was announced as part of the launch of Etihad's new Corporate Conscious Choices program, which aims to help both organizations and travelers to make choices to help to reduce carbon emissions. The partnerships between Etihad and CWT will see all the TMC's bookings on Etihad flights automatically offset by the airlines using ICAO's carbon emissions calculation system. This tentative running from January 1st to March 31st, 2022, we will be able to see purchased offsets going to support ETR's climate action projects in Peru and Indonesia. And now, news related to the return to travel. New benefits for Qantas frequent flyers are now only available when they book directly with the airline. The airline is also making a concerted effort to boost the ranks of its loyalty program, allowing customers to sign up to the Qantas Frequent Flyer program for free when making a booking on Qantas.com rather than the customary $99.50 fee. Under the changes, all Qantas Frequent Flyers will now receive complimentary standard seat selection on all Qantas-operated international bookings originating from Australia, a feature previously only available to bronze members if they booked economy saver or flex fares. Qantas said that the measure could save the passenger up to $90 on a return flight from Sydney to Los Angeles. IAG Hotels and Resorts said that it announces changes to its loyalty program, including a new tier and bonus point earning structure that will go live during March. The changes are part of a broader overhaul of its loyalty program, the details of which will be unveiled later on in 2022. IAG will introduce a new tier called Gold Elite with qualification at 20 nights with a 40% bonus point structure. Gold will be situated between silver and platinum tiers. These changes are just a start as we prepare to fully relaunch a truly transformed program later this year, according to IAG CEO Keith Barr. Any stays booked by IAG reward members beginning January 1st, 2022 will count towards the new status levels when the programs launch in March. The loyalty program from Shangri-La Hotels, a luxury Hong Kong-based chain with over 100 properties, is among the first of the major chains to do an across-the-board refresh as we emerge from the global pandemic. Shangri-La has locations across Asia, Paris, London, and Istanbul, nine properties in the Mideast as well as three in Australia. There are hotels in Canada as well. They have revamped both how elite status is earned with its benefits, introducing consistent, flexible redemption value, and rebranding the program. Shangri-La Golden Circle becomes Shangri-La Circle next year. Delta Airlines customers with flight credits on the bookings that are made with the airline will now have until December 31st, 2023 to rebook their ticket for travel through 2024, according to Delta Airlines. The extension is effective immediately. Customers will e-credit. Customers with e-credit documents should see the new expiration date soon if they haven't already been updated, according to Delta. In addition, the extension applies to customers with upcoming 2022 tickets and those who purchase a ticket this year in case their travel plans change. Tickets usually have a one-year validity. Finnair has reduced February capacity because of flu and Omicron-related staffing shortages. 
The airline said its February schedule has been slashed by 20% to cope with the challenges and has offered alternative options to travelers. It added that flight cancellations will enable it to offer more flexible schedules and adapt to expected rise in sick leave across different functions at Finnair and its partners. According to Finnair Chief Commercial Officer, staff sick leave is now significantly impacting Finnair and airports in Finland as well as throughout the world. New transatlantic long-haul airline, Norse Atlantic Airways, has moved a step closer to starting operations after receiving approval for flights by the U.S. Department of Transportation. The airline plans to start operating services from the Norwegian capital Oslo to cities in the U.S. followed by transatlantic routes from other European cities such as London and Paris. The airline has already secured slots at Stansted Airport in the U.K. The Norwegian Civil Aviation Authority issued an air operator certificate to Norse Atlantic in December 2021, while the airline also received its first Boeing 787-9 Dreamliner aircraft last month. Airline capacity is continuing to be dramatically slashed as the COVID-19 variant spreads around the world. Aviation data specialist OEG estimates that 33 million seats have been cut from global capacity by airlines in the past two weeks. This figure relates to flights departing in the first three months of 2022. Airlines based in Western Europe have been particularly badly affected and cut another 5% of capacity, accounting for 568,000 seats in the past one week alone. This means that airlines in the region are now operating at just 60% of pre-COVID capacity. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this Business Travel Podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeart, Pandora, or Spotify. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they may also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.